Speeding and the sound is speeding. Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week with Drew, the Monday edition for Monday, June 19th, 2023. On today's episode, I did comedy for 200 fucking women. And, uh, you know, me, I fucking shit, yo. Big Drew got the flow, the rhythm and the rhyme, and he is gangsta. Big Drew from Beverly, he's from 118, and he's rolling up, sticking green. Choo-choo goes the train. <laughs> what the fuck am I talking about? Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week of Drew, of the Monday edition for Monday, June 19th, 2023. Let's go! Okay, so if I sound a little bit different, I am coming to you from my work studio. I think what I'm going to do, though, is I might export this and then fucking save it, and then play a guitar solo when I get home tonight. But if you don't hear a guitar solo at the end, then I fucking decided not to do that. (laughs) Hi, welcome to the show. How are you? How was your weekend? Did you have a nice weekend? Did you get out? Did you see your dad on Father's Day? Did you say, Dad, you have the day off today, and we'll do all the lawn mowing, and you can go golf, and you can do all your dad things. Let's start off the show with a little bit of a ding, 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 ding. How was my motherfucking weekend? Um, yeah, so since last we spoke, I've been a fucking road dog, buddy. I had shows Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and uh, so let's just fucking crack into it, I guess. So, um, as I am so wanting to mention, uh, I was working for Sandy McFarland from Rusty Nail Comedy last Wednesday, and um. <laughs> So he books me for this gig, and he goes, yeah, they're still looking for the venue. They haven't figured it out, but uh, they're looking for, like, cleaners. So can you do your clean act? I'm like, no fucking problem. And he's like, I'll pay a little bit more for doing the clean stuff, but you don't have to do, like, 45 or an hour. It'll be, like, 30 to 40. I'm like, fucking no problem, buddy. I'll work for you wherever, whenever, right? Whenever, wherever, wherever, I'll be there, and you'll be near, and as a hurt, my dear. So fucking... So I get there, it's in Kitchener, uh, which is not that far of a drive for me from where I live and work now, and I go to the fucking Romanian Cultural Center, and uh, and I get in there, it's just like a regular, like, fucking, you know, event fucking space, like, you know, small town, whatever, like, the, it's pretty much like a fucking Romanian legion, and I get in there, and I'm like, and I, and I pull into the parking lot, and I see fucking, like, 100 cars. And I'm like, what the fuck is this, right? Because I'm thinking it's going to be like a little rinky-dinky sort of like whatever private show. And it turns out, and Sandy didn't even know this, that that we were performing for the Canadian Union of Public Employees Education Workers who, if you're not in Ontario, just had a very lengthy and fucking pretty like brutal, to be honest, like a contract negotiation with the Ford government. Stephen Lecce is the fucking minister of education. And uh, and I bring that up because I'll tell you why that, that's important. That will be important later. So we get there and it's literally I, at first I'm like, is this some kind of fucking women's meet or women in business or what the fuck is this? And, uh, and whatever, we find out it's the QP, like, education workers or whatever. And, like, man, I, this is why we fucking, like, these people are literally, like, dealing with our fucking children, right? They're, like, making sure that, you know, if we want to really pull the curtain back from what a neoliberal economic system is, is they are, they enable... These people enable the f- proper functioning of the economy because without caretakers for our youth, th- we couldn't go out, all, you know, eight hours a fucking day and and be in the economy, right? Like this is the education system 
um, paid the public education system is like a reluctant expense that the government undertakes so that the the private that the economy can fucking function right because that's what the government does the government takes on oh I'm on one here <laughs> the government takes on the responsibilities that private enterprises do not want to take on because they don't want to fucking pay for that shit right so it's like like I was thinking about this the other day like what kind of a fucking con is it that businesses fucking set up shop and they're like okay so people are going to come to and from our shop and it's like hey how are they going to do that it's like well i don't know we need to build roads and it's like okay well the, and the business is like well we're not going to fucking pay for that like how do we do that and then we're like what if we each took five bucks from each one of the workers and gave it to the government and had the government fucking pay, build the roads for us so that we didn't even have to fucking build the road and it's uh, the workers themselves that are paying for their own roads so they can come to and from our factory like imagine like economy with like one factory and like 10 workers or whatever the fuck right um i like to th- i like to think about macroeconomic terms in just like super simple senses right so anyways uh <laughs> that's the function of the education system is 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 to act as caretakers for our children while the fucking economy functions right so these people i believe are uh, literally integral to the proper functioning of our fucking neoliberal capitalist economic society and they're they're they were having a laugh because they were like they were fighting to make more than thirty nine thousand dollars a year it's not like these people wanted everyone wanted a hundred grand they're like can we at least make more than thirty nine fucking grand like we like literally so they finally fucking won when they got their contract negotiations and now they're having like a comedy night to kind of you know it's been a fucking long hard go for them so they everybody needs a laugh right so, um, I, and, and their dinner, it was so sad because it was like a dinner thing and their dinner was just like fucking sandwiches wrapped in plastic wrap and like bags of like little Doritos and like fucking, like it was literally like the lowest fucking budget thing. And I've, I've done sound for like lawyer seminars where they're having like fucking smoked salmon with roe for breakfast on a buffet table and these guys are in the basement of the fucking Shangri-La talking about how seniors law is going to be really huge because a bunch of baby boomers are going to be getting all fucked by the <laughs> by by the uh, retirement homes and that seniors law is going to be popping off in the next 10 years so they're talking about the merits of like they're literally all these lawyers are discussing like how they can fucking grease an aging boomer population as they get neglected by the fucking corporations that own the retirement homes. So I was kind of like, yo, man, these people should be having, like, fucking... This should be, like, a nice, fine dinner. So anyways... Anyways, uh, so I go up and I'm like, or Sandy goes up and we get everything working and then and then Sandy's like, he's hosting and then we got Ben McCain in the middle who's a good little, he's a good little young comic. We've I've been on the road with him a couple times in Alberta and he's just, he's got the, he's got the juice. The kid's gonna be okay if he wants to be, right? So... Sandy goes up and he fu- and he, I'm like, man, this is a clean gig. This is 100% women. Like, we got to keep it chills. And I told Ben, I'm like, the only way you bomb tonight is if you shock them. Like, if you don't get any laughs, that's fine. That's a fucking win. I honestly, no laughter in this situation is a huge win. No reaction is better than, oh, like, if you're like, yeah, and I'm fucking fisting this nun or whatever the fuck, and you're like, oh, my God, like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? So I'm like, the only way you lose tonight is if you shock them. So he changed his jerking off jokes to, like, pleasuring myself on the couch. He said pleasure myself on the couch, and then I was like, that's so fucking funny, dude. This is the guy's la-. Like, I was, I was like, that's jokes. But Sandy goes up, and he starts swearing. He's like, ah, fuck this, fuck that. And I'm like, yo, bro, like, like this is your gig. <laughs> like, sick. <laughs> like, fucking A, like... 
I'm not going to be swearing. I I had one. I was like, I'm going to, you get one. It's like a fucking NC-17 movie or like a rated R or whatever the fuck. You're allowed to say fuck one time in your set, right? So you got to choose your point when you were going to say that. So I knew these guys just had these gnarly contract negotiations with Steven Lecce. So I go on chat GPT and I'm like, yo, write me a bunch of 1930s like insults, right? So it comes up and it spits like what insults were like popular in the 1930s. And was like, nah, you know, like, uh, like I think your shop is a bowling ball and you couldn't empty out a boot full of water if the instructions were written on the heel. So I was like trying to like come up with all these like clean, why, whatever. That's the other cool thing about ChatGPT is like, this is a p- outsourcing my creativity because I had the fucking idea to call Stephen Lecce a bunch of 1930s burns. But then the fucking, I, I, I use this as an assistant, as a tool to just come up with them because it's not necessarily about the, these burns already existed in the 30s, right? Like I'm not coming up with like original 1930 sounding burns. So I'm like, boom, just get chat GPT to do that. And then you get the assist from fucking AI, right? So I had the AI assist and I'm just like, and, I, and so I'm going off or whatever, and then a couple minutes into my set, and I was just like, and you guys, you guys have had a hard, you guys have had a hard couple months. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, so Stephen Lecce, and they're like, boo. And I'm like, he's a cotton-headed ninny muggins who couldn't fucking pour out an empty boot. And I do all these, like, <laughs> big, long 1930s insults. And then I get, like, literally a fucking standing ovation from them because, like, this is, like, I'm saying, I'm saying what everyone's thinking right now. <laughs> You know what I mean? You got to say what the people are thinking. (coughs) (coughs) Fuck, I'm still dealing with this cough here. So, um, so yeah. And then I'm like, and you know what the craziest part is about Stephen Lecce is he's the minister of public education and that, and that fucking guy went to private school. And then that was my one fuck. I was going to use it on Lecce and they were like, like, no way. And I'm like, what do you know about like public education? So I just absolutely smash on, and, like, that was in the beginning, and, I like, I opened with, like, my, I'm engaged. I, like, you know, I try to disengage, like, I'm getting married and blah, 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 and, like, you know, coming in real soft, right? And then I do that Stephen Leche shit, give him a little bit of the heat, and then I got, like, 20 minutes of Costco jokes. I'm like, this is the fucking crowd for Costco jokes. So I'm like riffing parts of my Costco bit that I've never done before, like really zooming in on like the literal, like every single aspect of going to Costco. I turned this like five minute bit into like a nine minute fucking Costco bit. Get a huge applause break at the end of that. And uh, and then, yeah, so I'm like, Sandy was like, Jesus, fuck, dude. Like you just smack. And I'm like, dude, that's the Alberta advantage. Like I grew up coming into rooms like this as a 22-year-old comic with no material other than pooping and jerking off and weed. And it's like, now you got to do a jokes for 200 fucking women who are education workers. Like, how are you going to relate? Like, what are you going to talk about? So, like, I will forever say that, like, I, I think the only other comparison that can be made was those East Coast Boston comics they talk about all the time, like Marin and Burr and Rogan and Patrice and those guys who came up just doing one-nighters all along the East Coast. That's the same education that we got in Alberta, and you're just doing one-nighters all around the prov- all around the prairies, really. Like, a one-nighter could be eight fucking hours away, right? You're driving there, you're doing the gig, you're staying overnight, and you're leaving in the morning, driving to the next gig. So... Um, I'm grateful to my Alberta upbringing for that because Wednesday went really fucking well. And then what did I do Thursday? And then Thursday I was in Scarborough um, for, uh, for is I talk about him all the time, Israel. It was some kind of fucking yacht club show. 
And uh, I don't know. I had some personal shit in my life that I'm not going to talk about. Fucking go off there. If you're interested, you can message me. But fucking I just had like one of the worst fucking nights of my life personally that night. And juxtaposed was one of the best sets because I have all this new shit that I was like, okay, I'm just going to try to fire this new shit off as like a new fucking 20. And it just worked. So I'm like, boom, now we got the new applause breaks. We know where those are. And then we can fit those in with the old applause breaks and blah, 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 blah. And then it was at a marina. So this fucking boat comes pulling into the marina and they had like 19 fishing rods just dangling off like stuck in there like like there was so many fucking fishing rods and i was like in the microphone i'm like oh look at these dumb fucks look at how many fishing rods they got i'm like you see that guy on that boat he's wearing a fucking camo I'm like why would you wear camo in the on lake ontario buddy like what the fuck do you need that for and then they look over and they're like what the fuck and i'm like yo you can hear me because <laughs> apparently the door was open and they had a speaker like on the patio that they connected the sound system to so these guys literally like heard me being like look at these dumb fucks in this boat with all these fishing rods and the guys are like are they is he talking about us and i'm like literally like look at how stupid he looks with his camo shirt <laughs> i was like oh fuck i'm sorry so that was like a really, really funny moment and the audience was, uh, I don't know, obviously if you're there, you would be like, oh, that was super funny. So um, I had a, a really good show on uh, for, is on fucking, on uh, Thursday. Friday I was back at the corner, um, which was really good. I was hosting, Courtney saw me for the first time in a long time do stand up, which was really, really nice. Natish was there, his new shit is fucking just so funny. Uh, he's in the zone right now. Like I'm so happy to be able to call that guy one of my best buddies. Um, and then... Fucking a Saturday night, I was in Barrie, uh, working for Mark Trinidad, like I told you. Uh, and they fucking, I asked him, I was like, yo, man, they booked me for two shows like six months ago. And then a day of, I messaged him and I could just feel in my bones. I'm like, there's no fucking 930 show. Like, I guarantee there's no fucking 930 show. Sure enough, I messaged him. I'm like, yo, are we good for two shows? And he's like, no, <laughs> we're only doing the seven o'clock show. I'm like, bro, you booked me for fucking one, like two shows, man. I was like, and you know, like this, I'm, I feel like in the right being like, bro, I can't really, like, I'm a fucking professional comedian. Like, I can't make this fucking two hour journey for one show for like a hundred bucks. You know what I mean? Like, I can't really fucking, I can't do that. Like, do 20 minutes. You know, I was like, I can't do that. So he was, and to Mark's credit, he was like, no worries, dude. Like, I'll cover you on the second show. And I was like, okay, like, no problem. <laughs> so I drove up and I fucking, Got there. I did my time. Uh, it was kind of a weird show. It was like a stop and start crowd. They were like, <laughs> like I did my classic joke, like, <laughs> next. Um, so that was it. And then Faja's day. I took Courtney to the driving range because her dad is a fucking big golfer. He was out golfing. And then I took Courtney to the driving range. So now her and I have driving range dates now. We have little fun activities that we can do. Go to the driving range together. And, uh, and yeah. So, okay, there you fucking go. That was my week. Promotional consideration for this week of Drew is provided by our Patreons. Oh, shit. We got a new member of the motherfucking Drew crew. Bra, 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 bra. New member alert. Go to patreon.com slash Drew Sign up and be a part of the Drew crew. You'll get access to bonus content sometimes and uh, some other shit that I post on there. And really, whatever you want. If you're on our Patreon, you you can, I'll be your dirty little slut and do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, sign up. Go to patreon.com slash Drew Sign up for as little as five bucks if you're dumb or seven bucks if you play guitar and you're dumb. And you can be like these fine folks. Josh! 
Our newest member of our Drew crew, Josh, what up? Georgetown Josh. Uh, James, new guy Mark, who's maybe no longer the new guy, but you're always going to be new guy Mark to me. Tony, Smog, Nick, and Mac. Um, I'm going to talk about, uh, I'm going to talk about what me and Nick were talking about after this. Uh, Bubba Marnus, motherfucking street demon, street demon, our number one fan, Joel, and in the Hall of Fame, call it Andre Blair and Terrence say they name what up one of my mink. Go to patreon.com slash drewbame. Sign up for as little as five bucks. Also, promotional consideration for this week with Drew is provided by kingtutscannabis.cc. They sent me a message the other day, and I don't even know if I'm allowed to fucking, if I'm allowed to talk about this anymore. So let me just see here. Fucking May J. Okay, so we, we please ask. Um, please refrain from making any mention of shipping prices, etc., in comments or DMs. Oh, okay. So I'm allowed to talk about. I think they're just getting narked out on Instagram or some shit because Instagram, even though weed's legal, like Instagram is like they're like it's not here, like it's not federally, so we're not gonna be we're not cool with weed, man. But anyways, I'm cool with weed, <laughs> and I'm guessing you are too if you listen to this podcast. Go to kingtutscannabis.cc. If you use my promo code DREW, you will receive 10% off your order at checkout. And uh, they fucking, we're selling mushrooms. I, they probably got pinched there too on that. <laughs> uh, but they're, oh, yo, I'm looking at DadBud30. Oh, they actually have a 30% off uh, Father's Day sale going on right now. But they just started a new loyalty program. So uh, they're actually really like making a push here. So let me see what's going on with their loyalty program here. It's like you get 500 points. Okay, every dollar you spend with King Tuts, you get one point. You get uh, 250 points if you sign up for the fucking uh, like emails. Uh, you if you get 500 points if you do a YouTube unboxing. So I'm gonna start doing that shit. I'm gonna build up my own motherfucking points and use my own motherfucking promo code on my own motherfucking weed order. Go to KingTutsCannabis.cc. Use the promo code Drew for 10% off your order at checkout. Okay. Um, so, uh, Nick and I were chatting about this. Um, it's hard, you know, as a man in our society, as a man, there is an infinite amount of pressure. Like if you ask, a, if you ask, a, if you were ask, uh, if you were to ask a man what his definition of being a man is, what would you say? What is your definition of being a man? Most people would probably say something along the lines of providing for my family. That's what being a man is, is being a steady, solid provider for my family. And that's unfortunately the case and the role that men play in our society. And it can kind of fuck with us because what that does is it ends up, um, it forces us to make concessions or, or otherwise do things that we wouldn't normally do for the sake of providing for our family and being a good provider. And of course, you know, in this economy, <laughs> we're talking about that Greg Giraldo bit, but, uh, you know, it's hard. The cost of living is going up and, and, uh, you know, college educations aren't necessarily what they were. You can't really get, it's not really an indicator of like getting a job or, or whatever, right? Like salaries are stagnant. And if you live in Southern Ontario, you're pretty much fucked. Like housing is, unless you work in like, you know, in fucking the highest levels of finance or real estate, um, chances are like, you know, if, if you don't have anyone, grandma leaving you a fucking six figures, you're not going to own a house. So that compounds that stress of being like, I have to make, you know, as a man, as much money as I possibly can. And how can I do that? And, 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 and in what way am I going to provide for my family? And it fucks with you. So a lot of times, you know, men will take jobs that not, we don't necessarily like, or that are detrimental to our health, whether it's physically or mentally. Um, 
and that sucks, dude. Honestly, it sucks. Like, I'm lucky in that I knew what I was going to do early on. But hey, man, my career, you know, I'm not, it's, there's, you know, the ceiling is virtually unlimited, but the average salary is not necessarily that high. Like, you know, I'm having my, I'm having a bit of a, you know, a good career now, but that's only after like 15 fucking years. And if I would have spent 15 years doing a trade or working at, in finance or anything like that, I'd be a lot farther along monetarily. But at, that would have come at the sacrifice of essentially fulfilling my life's purpose or what I believe to be my life's purpose. So how do we balance that as men? Um, the pursuit of this, of this, you know, need that we have to provide for our families and also, um, find work that is fulfilling to us and not detrimental to our health physically or mentally. And man, that Venn diagram, you really only get two out of three. If you're going to have a job that you find fulfilling and isn't mentally or physically damaging, Chances are you're not going to make a lot of money, but you might be able to find a job where you make a lot of money and provide for your family, but it's going to be negatively impact your health mentally and physically, right? So how do you get three out of three? I don't know. It's fucking hard. So let me know where you lie on that. You know, have you thought about listening to me, radio guy? Drop me a line. (laughs) I can't stop. This fucking radio guy, drop me a line on your favorite social media. How do you deal with the pressures of being a man? Nick says, I smoke dope and fucking silently rage on the inside and have mild suicidal ideations at any given point. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, Okay. So, I just wanted to touch base on that a little bit just because Nick and I were chatting about that. And, um... And it's hard, man, but we're all in it. We're all fucking in it together. So, uh, is that the show? That's the show. Fuck it. We already did the music, and there's no guitar. I've already decided no fucking guitar solo. Nobody needs to hear me fucking play pentatonic scales. Not today, at least. We'll come back to that next week. Okay, that's the show. Night-night. I will see you fucking night-night. Fuck, fucking night-night. Ah, what's that in behind your ear? Fuck. What's that behind your ear? Ah, it's your bonus child.